Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Hi, and welcome to the Christmas Time in the City podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm also your host, Chris. Before we get started, be sure to follow us on social media. We're Christmas Time in the City podcast on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our website, christmastimeinthecity.com. And if you haven't already checked it out, head over to our YouTube channel. We're posting a lot of fun stuff there. And as always, feel free to email any questions or comments to us at christmastimeinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. Our guest for this episode of How You Doing? How You Doing? is an award-winning author, a disability advocate, producer, Christmas enthusiast, and along with his buddy, Eric Peterson, he's the co-host of the Christmas Countdown Show, found wherever you listen to podcasts. Please welcome to the show, Danny Jordan. Hey, Danny. Hey. Hey, Chris and Chris. I'm so glad to be chatting with some other fellow Christmas enthusiasts. I love Eric. We're having a great time on our show. We're good buddies. But, you know, it's nice to see some other faces from time to time and hear some other perspectives on the, on the holiday season. Well, we're happy to have you here. We're huge fans of your podcast. It Aww. definitely is one of our faves. And uh, yeah, it's a fun one to to binge listen to or to listen to just like each time you put them out. It, it's just fun. You guys have obviously have a great rapport together and bring a lot of Christmas feels to us. So what's funny is Eric and I months ago knew we wanted to start a podcast. Actually, when I say months, I mean like 13 months ago. Uh, we wanted to do a podcast about being parents, about being dads. And we were going to call it Dad Pod. And we got together and we recorded a pilot episode in my garage and we had a guest, one of my buddies, Cameron Britton, who's who's an actor um, that you've probably seen on Mindhunter on Netflix. He played Ed Kemper uh, on that show. And he was our first guest. He had just become or he's about to become a dad. And we're like, all right, we're going to do the dad pod. And then Eric booked his show and I was working on something else. And so, you know, the natural you know progression of things is you talk about doing a dad podcast and you do a Christmas podcast. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's the natural prog- progression of yeah. things. So we're having a ton of fun and you all, you, Chris and Chris and everybody else in the Christmas podcast community have been so incredibly kind to us and generous and welcomed us in with a ton of massively merry cheer. And we're so grateful to know you and I'm excited to be hanging out with you all today. Nice. We're happy to have you. We're excited to play some games with you. Uh, we also want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, we know about your podcast and we've spoke a little bit about that, but we also want to bring up your book. We actually Aww. have it here. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, you ordered a copy? We ordered a copy oh for our little toddler. Our little oh my one. gosh. What, um, hey, super look. cute. Hey. Oh my gosh. The same book. What? It's so interesting <laughs> that I would have a copy of my book close by. <laughs> yeah. Well, so weird. Like I'm promoting it all the time. That's so um, incredible. But we'd love for you, you to talk about it. it. Yeah, we um we we read about it. We really love the content. Uh, and you know we we have a two and a half year old, and we just thought it'd be perfect, and he Aww. absolutely loves it. So please, we'd love to hear about it, and oh um, yeah, tell everyone what it's about. I feel so unprepared. I I came here to talk <laughs> about the holiday season today, and now I gotta well, we, like shift into author mode. It's right a holiday, now. you know, we need presents for people, right? That's so. true. It, it is not a great stocking stuffer um, <laughs> because it, unless you got the paperback version, then you could probably fold it up and stuff it down there, but then you'd ruin all the beautiful illustrations and, and who wants to do that? But the, the coloring book, which we offer as well, you could definitely throw into a stocking. But um, yeah, I, I created this, uh, this children's book series um, back in 2018 when my wife was pregnant with our first kid, Emerson. And um, at about 21 weeks, we went in for an ultrasound and there were some concerns that came up um, during that, that appointment. And so we got sent to see a specialist and during a two and a half hour ultrasound, they, they confirmed that uh, Emmy would be born with, with an upper limb difference. And so for me as a storyteller, for me as you know, a first time dad to be, I, I just felt 
move to do whatever I could to contribute to a world that is more inclusive and more loving and educated and empowering when it comes to disability. So this idea of this group of kids, superheroes called the capables hit me and they, um, they all have superpowers and their powers are activated uh, through, through empowerment. Our first book, Raised First Day, came out earlier this year, which was the, the hero character in that book is the one that's inspired by my daughter, Emerson. And we just started working on the second book. It's, um, it's been an incredible journey. Uh, I'd never written a book before in my life. So to take that on, um, it was a huge learning lesson. And then we self-published it, which meant basically all the business ends of everything. I did mm -hmm. some, I did great. Some I didn't do so great. Um, but you learn your lessons. And we have an incredible illustrator who just brought this world to life. And, and we created this essentially like a, a comic book for kids. And, and I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm super proud of it. And it's just been really cool to see the way people legitimately from all corners of the world have, have sought us out and have, you know, welcomed our book into their home, into their schools, into their libraries. And it's, um, it's one of the most important things I'll ever do in my life. So I'm always happy to, to talk about it and, and share our story. So, so thanks for bringing it up though. That's really, really cool of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. We really wanted to shine a light on it because we thought it was a really great book and uh, we're happy to have it in our home. That was very on brand for Ray's superpower that you said you wanted to shine a light on it because I don't want to, no spoilies, as I always <laughs> say, no spoilies, but their Ray's superpower may have something to do with light. Oh, just say it that. It might. It might, <laughs> might not, but it also might. Mm. Anyway, no spoilies. So before we get to the games of this episode, these episodes of How You Doing, How You Doing, I'll start the same way. <laughs> We like to get to know our guests with a little segment uh, we call What's Your New York City Connection? So you've talked a little bit to us before about, you know, wanting to be here in New York and, and wanting, ready to come back and living here. So we want to hear your story about New York and what you love so much about New York Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Where, where to start with New York City? I mean, it's the greatest city in the world, as they say in Hamilton, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, Alicia Keys and Jay-Z have a great song about it. Frank Sinatra sings a great song. I mean, New York is a living, breathing thing. And, you know, I, I remember before I went to New York, people would talk about like, oh, like there's just, there's this energy about the city. Like the city has a pulse. I was like, how does a city have a pulse? You know, I, I grew up in a small town outside of, you know, Los Angeles that doesn't have much of a pulse at all. Like after 9 p.m. <laughs> at night, everybody's asleep. Um, so. When I went to New York for the first time back in January of 09, I, I first arrived in, in Jersey because that's where my buddy was living at the time, who was a radio host um, at Hot 97 in, in New York. And so I stayed with him you know, like in West New York across the Hudson. And, the and I woke up the next morning and I took the ferry across and I got on the bus and I rode that bus to Midtown Manhattan. And I think I got off at, I don't know. I think it was right around New World stages, like right around, you know, 51st and, and what, 6th or, no, excuse me, 8th. Um, and I got off and I remember stepping out of the bus onto the sidewalk and I just looked up and up and up. And the first two words that came out of my mouth were, oh, blank, um, <laughs> because I felt it. I felt that city and there was something about it that immediately connected with me where I just felt from that moment, I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I was already there, but I was like, I gotta be here, like in a, in a bigger way, you know, it's mm -hmm. like what you hear about in like Broadway musicals, like NYC, like, you know, like that's how I felt in, in that moment. And I just fell 
absolutely head over heels in love with New York City uh, on that trip. And of course, like it snowed while I was there and I was on a carriage ride in, in Central Park. And, you know, I, I didn't fully understand before that trip, like how many iconic buildings are so close to each other mm-hmm. in Midtown Manhattan that it was like, oh, I'm in Times Square. And, and now I've walked two blocks and I'm at Radio City and I walk across the street and I'm at 30 Rock and five blocks north, I'm, you know, seven blocks north, I'm at Central Park. Like mm-hmm. it, it blew my mind. And I just, I fell in love with the people. I fell in love with the energy. I fell in love with the architecture and the food and the culture. And, and I was, I was hooked. I was hooked. And I went back. I was fortunate enough later that year to get hired to work on a TV show that shot in New York called High Society. Uh, it was a, a docu-series about New York socialites and primarily Tinsley Mortimer, who's you know now on Real Housewives in New York. And I worked on that show and I just fell more and more in love with it. And I knew that I had to move there someday and I wanted to work around the Broadway community. And then back in 2011, I, I moved out to New York and lived in Brooklyn for a while. And then I went from there to Astoria up in Queens. And I just love the city. I mean, I would talk about it all day long with you both, if, if, if you'd allow <laughs> me. And, and honestly, like there's nothing more magical to me than like late fall into early winter in New York City, um, mm-hmm. when you watch the leaves start to turn and there's just this buzz in the city and you start to see the decorations going up. Like my mom, when I was living there, she came out to visit me right after Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, we went and saw Broadway shows together and going to the restaurants in Midtown that have like their big wreath hanging out, you know, in, in, in front of like Glass House Tavern has this big massive wreath that they hang out in front of the in front of the door. And Um, all the decorations on sixth Avenue. And then we went to the tree lighting together. It's just, it's the most magical place in the world. And there's not a day that goes by that. I don't miss it. I always tell people, I say my, my heart is in Southern California, but, but my soul is in New York. So you're, you're giving, you're feeding my soul right now. The fact that I'm getting (laughs) to chat with two people in New York city as we speak. You're here by proxy, you know. <laughs> I, feel it. I feel that proxy gotcha. energy coming through the coming through my headphones. Wonderful. <laughs> well, we 100% agree with everything you said. You know, it is definitely oh. magical here. This is why we live here and loved it so much. And we've had all of those feelings you've had. And we. we Where are you from originally? I'm from Florida. I'm from South Florida, um, like Miami area. And then Chris is from Illinois. Yeah, I'm okay. from just outside of Chicago, very close to where Eric's from. And then uh, I'm, I grew up in South Florida, and then we moved to Orlando, and then oh, amazing. Been here. now we're here. So how did you two meet? I know this is about me, but I'm so fine. <laughs> you two now. Does anyone, does anyone ever come on here and ask you questions about yourself? We've had a couple. We might have shared it in the past, but we met through a mutual friend. He actually worked with my best friend down there at a shoe store. So I used to oh. go in there and see him. And she basically was the person that said, I think you're going to like him. He's hilarious. And, you know, that's just what it is. As soon as it was like a men's warehouse commercial. You're yeah. Like, <laughs> you're going to like the way you look. So like I guarantee it. it. Um, wait, yeah. you worked at a shoe store, Chris? Yeah, I worked at Journeys. All the Converse and the oh, yeah. Doc Martens and stuff. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. I worked at a shoe store uh, growing up. It was like an old school shoe store where we, you know, we wore like slacks and shirts and ties. Did you have to put the shoes on people's feet? Yeah. I had like a shoehorn in my side (laughs) pocket and I, we measured people's feet. Um, It was like the full experience. And I would go back to the stock room and they'd be like, I'm just here for a size 11 floor shine. And I'd be like, yeah, you're also here for a size 11 Clark and you're here for, you know, <laughs> like you bring out a huge, I know you said you wanted these, uh, these loafers, but we just got these beautiful, you know, new Clarks. I figured we'll just give them a try. If you don't want them, you don't want them. It was, 
it was a ton of fun. It was like a great job for, for a kid. And it never really dawned on me that I was just working with people's feet all day long. But um... <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing. Uh, I actually used to work the same shoe store, but he worked there after me. And uh, that was definitely a thing that we were allowed to say, oh, we don't we're not allowed to touch your feet. <laughs> I was like, thank oh God, this is the shoe store that does not touch people's feet. <laughs> that was the one thing I was not allowed to, <laughs> to say at the shoe store that I work. If oh. I said that, like, hey, Danny, you know, it's been going really, really well. Um, we know you're selling a lot of shoes, but you got to touch people's feet or you're out. Oh, gross. Well, but what was really sorry cool that happened <laughs> about that shoe store was because it was family owned for years and years um, every year. And I can remember because I used to go to the shoe store as a kid. Like that's where we get our baseball cleats because I played baseball growing up um, and they were like the family store in town. But every year at Christmas, everybody who worked there had like a stocking that was like hanging you know, around like the cash wrap area. And, and I can remember like my first Christmas working there and you would make like your own stock and they were just like the traditional red ones with the white fur around the mm -hmm. top but they would give us jelly pens and you could like write your name on it and I remember the first year I worked there I just thought that was so cool because I can remember being a kid going there and like seeing all these names up around of like these cool teenagers who worked at the shoe store <laughs> right. and, and I wanted to be one of them one day and 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 I got to you know I started as a stock boy and then by happenstance there was one day they were really busy at the holidays and they didn't have enough salespeople. And they're like hey Danny come up here I was like, I'm in like shorts and a t-shirt and vans. They're like, we don't care. Um, it was just like such an old school sort of like your, your first job as a kid and you're working mm. minimum wage as the stock boy. And they're like, hey, stock boy, get up here and help us with the shoes. <laughs> um, and then I became a salesperson, which was really cool. Anyway, this is now why people come to Christmas podcast. I say that a lot <laughs> on our show, uh, but somehow you just get off on these tangents. Um, yeah, why not? Anyway. You know? The one other thing I will add to that story is that um, that was 20 years ago. So Aww. I think it's pretty awesome that it's been 20 years this year. Congrats. We've been I'm raising a, raising a toast with my Clark Cheers. W. Griswold. Uh, I love Christmas it. Mug. Good mug. 20 years. Yeah, wow, where crazy. was I 20 years ago? Where was I, I 20 years ago? <laughs> in a shoe store, <laughs> apparently. Where were I, guess so. uh, I was, I think I was in college. I may have dropped out by that point. No, I was in a boy band. That's what I was doing 20 years ago. Well, oh, lovely. anyway, but yes. who, wasn't, who wasn't in a boy band 20 years ago? Am I right? <laughs> right, Chris? You it was a, a different time. Guy. It was a different time. <laughs> I actually it have was. a I have a, a Lou Perlman story, but I won't get into it. That's for oh, another right because you're from Orlando. Yeah, well, we'll get to town. It. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So our next segment is called Christmas Time in Your City. It's Christmas time in your city. We spent the better part of two and a half years talking about what we do here in New York City for Christmas, but we like to find out what people other places do for Christmas. So please tell us how you celebrate Christmas where you live. Oh my gosh, this is fun. I mean, it's not nearly as exciting as celebrating, you know, Christmas in New York City, but uh, my my town, you know, it, I got to say for, for a small town, you know, I, I say small town, but there's 120,000 people that live in my town of Simi Valley, but it has a very small town sort of feel and definitely a small town mindset but that's a conversation for another time um <laughs> but there's a lot of sort of traditions that that happen here uh in in my city and you know one of the ones i loved the most growing up was there was this house about a mile from the the house that i grew up in and everyone in town called it the christmas house it was just decked out with so many decorations and it was a family run thing. And they were on like one of the main streets in town that it always became this massive 
traffic jam because there wasn't a lot of places to park and and people would just slow down and and look at the house but you knew like you had to park around the corner and you'd walk up and you just took your time looking at all of the the incredible decorations that they did um at that house and they would have a guest book that you would sign every year and they had like a little tip jar thing like you would put money through their mail slot uh, on their front door to like help them offset costs of like all the electricity and stuff and I don't know. It was like, it was one of those things that I can remember as I got older, you know, we would go to, you know, Starbucks or, or wherever and get, you know, a coffee or, or a hot apple cider and you would do Christmas lights, but you would always start with the Christmas house. And, and I just absolutely love that. Unfortunately, they, they stopped a couple of years ago, but what's been amazing is that there's a, a neighbor, a newer development in town, not a huge development. It's probably, if I had to guess, maybe 17 to 20 homes, you sort of drive in, you, you loop around like at the end, and then it comes down this other street and then you're back out again. But every single house in that development does lights for Christmas. Oh, and, nice. and then they do lights from, cause they're all two-story homes and they'll, they'll string lights from the top of like the house on one side of the street across to the house on the other side of the street. So it's like, you're in this magical winter wonderland in southern california and like a bunch of people would just park and walk around and i love it because there's even like one family who's who's jewish in the neighborhood and they'll do blue and white lights and they've got a big like menorah thing lit up in their front window so like it's very inclusive everybody participates um it's so incredibly magical i i love that there's also uh the church that i grew up going to uh, that my mom is still a member of they do like a christmas sing-along every single year and for the last I don't know, four years now, five years now, maybe more, my gosh. Uh, I, they always call me to come and MC it. Um, oh, cool. Which That's is so, fun. so It's so fun. Um, Cause like in, in the sanctuary, like normally all the pews are facing the front and the stage and they'll, they, they turn all of the, the pews to be in around and face like the middle of the sanctuary. And then they bring the big like grand piano down and the drums and everybody like is in around together. And we have like lyric sheets that we hand out. And we sing like all the, you know, all the classics and like the 12 days of Christmas is the one song that everybody looks forward to because like everybody gets <laughs> to participate in, in some way. And then one, one person gets to be the partridge in the pear tree oh. at the end of the song. And um, it's so much fun. Like people come decked out like Santa hats and they've got like the light up necklaces and, and all that sort of fun stuff. Like, you know, I, I've talked about on our show how that, that's a, that's like a checkbox moment for me every holiday season that when we have the Christmas sing along, I know. I know that we're there. Like, I know we're getting there. And um, I used to go to it as a kid. Um, and like, again, I, I just used to dream of like, man, what would that be like to be the, the guy up there, you know, leading this thing and getting all these people so excited about Christmas. Um, <laughs> and, and now, now I am that guy, uh, mm -hmm. which is really fun. And I just got the text the other day, them asking me if I would come do it again this year. And so I'll be there in a couple of weekends. And I think Eric and his family are going to, going to come hang out and, Aww. I may or may not surprise Eric and make him the partridge in the pear tree. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I hear he's pretty okay at singing. I think um, so. I think that might so, work. <laughs> but yeah, I, those are the things that I, I love, you know, obviously there's a mall in town that does a, like a tree lighting ceremony every year, which, which I enjoy, you know, going to, or just going up there uh, and seeing it, you know, is a ton of fun. And this is a Christmassy town and I'm really, really proud of my street that I live on. Um, Cause I'm right on the corner and I'm always the first one to put up my lights and every year my, I guess I now have a display. Um, my display gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was so proud of my street this year because everybody else got their lights up early. And like the first, 
I think it's eight houses on the block all have lights up now. Oh, nice. And so I was thinking about walking up the street and like dropping little notes on everybody else's door and be like, hey, you know, don't know if you noticed, but we're yeah. really getting into the Christmas spirit. We'd love if you joined <laughs> us this hint. year. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I, it, it, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff that I always look forward to every year, um, you know, around, around the holiday season. And, you know, really what it comes down to for me is just being able to be with my family and slow down a little bit. And fortunately, I live in a town that really slows down this time of year where it gives you a chance to, you know, focus on being with those you love. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing. I think that going forward, whenever we think about maybe living somewhere else or doing something else, it has to be a place that celebrates Christmas really well. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's got to oh, be a yeah. place with the, the lights and all those kinds of things. I can't imagine living somewhere else where that's not something that I need to have every totally. year. Mm -hmm. when, when I discovered that neighborhood I was mentioning where every single house participates, the second we, we were about, mm, I would say 50 yards into the neighborhood, I looked at my wife and I said, we need to live here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Once the housing market calms down a little bit and a house becomes available, I must live here. These are my people. I need to right. be surrounded by them all year long. So hopefully, fingers crossed, right. someday I get to get to join the, the Christmas uh, community here in my town. I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for sharing. Now it's time to play some games. Games. Yes. This is the good part. This is the part that people maybe fast. Well, I have no idea if they fast forward. What was the rest through. of it? Was the rest of it not good? No, it was. I, don't, I felt like we were really in the pocket. We were, yeah. like we were grooving. We were we, laughing. We were talking about shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and I just realized most of it was me talking. So if this is the good part. No, no, this is no. no. no I'm this sure. is just I, where you can put your I feet up, loose. kick back. Okay. Let yeah, loose. this is the fun part. Yeah. You don't... Okay. If, if I, you see me tumble backwards, you know I kick back a little too much. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start the games with a fan favorite. This one is called Neighborhood Watch. So if you don't know how this one works, I'll read some alerts I've received from the Citizen app, which is an app that alerts people of 911 calls in their area. Two will be real, one will be fake, made by me. Your job is to pick the one that I made up. Oh my gosh, these I'm gonna have so much fun. And let me just compliment you on your music because every time <laughs> you play one of these sound ups, I get the biggest smile on my face. So you have no that. idea. We haven't even begun yet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they are this more. is the good part. You're right. <laughs> We've got sound cues and all kinds of good stuff. Yay. All right. So here we go. I'm, like I said, I'm going to read three alerts. One, one will be false that I made up. Two will be real. You pick the one that I made up. Okay. Here's the first set. Person assaulted by Illuminati. Man through stove out of window. And finally, hundreds of stolen shopping carts found in building basement. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're not going to be I mean, easy. I, <laughs> no, I mean, here's the thing. You know, I've worked on some game shows in my life. So, you know, maybe maybe I have an advantage. Maybe I have a, a disadvantage. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. But I'm going to get a little analytical here. And, and mm -hmm. I'm going to say that throwing a stove out of a window. I mean, unless that was like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I'm trying to imagine the size of the person who's able to throw a stove out of a window, unless it's like a really small, I mean, there are some small stoves I've seen in like Midtown Manhattan. You're like, wait, this is a kitchen. I thought this was a hallway. Um, so the Illuminati sounds believable enough or something. To <laughs> the shopping carts. I could totally believe that. I could totally believe it because I've seen some things in basements in New York City. Um, 
So I'm going to go with stove out of the window. And you would be wrong. Oh my gosh. Is it the Illuminati? <laughs> no, the Illuminati one came like yesterday, actually. That was a real oh one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the one I made up was the hundreds of stolen shopping carts found in building basement. Oh my gosh. That was good. That was yeah. really, really good. Okay. Oh for one. Oh for one. It's not a problem. There's more than Dang. enough opportunities to make up for that. Uh, I hope so. I'm I thought you were going to catch us up so, with the stove because as you were saying it, you were like, oh, there are small stoves, though. Because I remember yeah. our last stove before we had this apartment was pretty tiny. Like, I could it probably chuck a, it out the window. Is it a stove <laughs> or a stove and an oven? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's either. a good question. I don't, mm. Too many unanswered questions on that one. I want. I need more details. Yeah. I'll look, I'll look into it. Can we get that person <laughs> on the show? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you really threw out that Coming window. to us directly from the <laughs> precinct over at uh, 7th yeah. and 56th. Yeah. It's uh, Tommy Tommy Gunn who threw the, the stove out of his window. How are you, Tommy? Hey, Tommy, how big is your window? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. You don't All care right. about the stove. No, I'm just curious about your window. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next set. Here we go. Unknown animal trapped in futon. Man and woman taking shower in Wendy's restroom. And unfounded report of rack attack on woman's back. A rack attack? I was worried I wasn't going to be able to say that one properly. I'll read it again. Unfounded report of rack attack on woman's back. What's a, what's a rack attack? What is a rack attack? I don't want to show my hand, but I have no idea what that is. <laughs> is that like someone like attacked somebody with a clothing rack or something like like they were at, you know, TJ Maxx and mm. someone was like, get over here. And they're like, I'm going to attack you with this rack on your back. So they and use I, a TJ Maxx rack to attack someone on the back. Uh, yeah. They're like, how can we how many more rhymes can we, can yeah. we come up with? Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I got so wrapped up. in the Yeah, rack I'll, I'll, now I'll, give, sure. I'll give it to you again. <laughs> Unknown animal trapped in futon. Okay. And man and woman taking shower in Wendy's restroom. Would they call it a shower? Because I don't, or would they call it a bath? Because how would you I, take a shower in a bathroom at Wendy's? Hmm. I could totally, the unknown animal feels, ah, dang it. It's like playing Balderdash. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. They all sound so good and I want them all to be right. But I also want them all to be wrong because I yeah. want to applaud you for coming up with creative wrong answers. I'm going to go with Wendy's bathroom. Mm. Dang it. <laughs> it's the futon. It's yeah. the futon. Yeah. Unknown oh. animal trapped in futon. Oh my yeah. gosh. We get a lot of animal alerts, like a lot, mm -hmm. like coyotes and like alligator, like things you wouldn't expect here. They just end up coming down from upstate. It's, it's wow. very strange. It's crazy. But apparently they know what all of them are. Either that yeah. or they never get trapped in futons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Are futons still a thing? In New York City, I'll bet they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like we're close to our 40s at this point, so we don't necessarily have futons, but I'm sure that the, the younger crowd probably exists solely on futons. I had um, one in my first apartment. Yeah, sure. abso we absolutely did as well. Yeah, they were so uncomfortable. Horrible. Yeah, they're very uncomfortable. <laughs> Who like I feel like if somebody had and maybe I'm gonna give somebody a brilliant business idea right now, if someone could have figured out how to way a way to create like the foam aspect of a futon mm. that's foldable, but that you can't just immediately feel the metal bars of when you sit on it or lay on it, I feel like they may be onto something. Yeah. I, I mean, know. maybe it exists. Maybe we're just not in the market. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. We're not necessarily the demographic. I <laughs> right. Guess. Right. 
that. We don't need our beds to fold that, up. Right, well, you I know what I'll be doing up. a deep they dive do into later this evening yeah. on the internet? <laughs> Some futon information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to get force-fed nothing but futon ads on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, oh, my absolutely. gosh. I'm, yeah. They're already listening. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm already going to get fed them anyway. We're so all going to get them now. Yeah. <laughs> everyone listening to this will also get them because yeah. the, the, your phones will overhear you talk or oh hear some talking about futon industry explodes yeah. two weeks before Christmas. <laughs> Nobody can understand why. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's all right. Funny. Moving on to our last set of alerts. I'm over two. I got to redeem two. myself. These ones are tough, you know? Okay. I, I under, New York's I, a weird I, place. All of I these appreciate you building my confidence back up. <laughs> yeah. like, these are very hard. I yeah, I, I I feel a little bad sometimes for some of the, how, how hard some of these questions are, but not okay. bad enough to not ask them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, really? so here here we go. The last set: ferrets released in park, <laughs> ghost in apartment, and men threatening people into purchasing baked goods <laughs> i hmm this is a okay ferrets released in public park i mean mm-hmm. i could i could see that happening i could definitely see that happening i mean multiple ferrets makes it a little bit suspect ferrets if i can give you a little bit of a hint ferrets were outlawed as pets in 1999 in new york city oh mm-hmm. so either that hint is telling me that nobody has them or they were released because somebody thought they were going to get caught. Maybe. Hmm. I don't, that does nothing for me. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like you just made this more challenging for me. You're like, if I could help you out, I'm going to give you a hint that will make this more challenging. Um, oh my gosh, this is tough. Uh, men. I mean, men, I men, plural, do- which is so bizarre to me as well. They're a team, you know, um, <laughs> they're both going for the hard sale. <laughs> I thought I was the good cop. No, no, no. Um, well, I, I'm going to say I could see that happening. So I'm going to immediately check that one off. The ferrets. Mm, I don't know about that. What was the middle one? Uh, ghost in apartment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you got to call somebody. You could, yeah. You don't call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> you got to call. I forgot the Ghostbusters number. Um, oh, my gosh. You call the cops when there's a ghost in the apartment? I'm going with ghosts in the apartment. Yay! Yes. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Oh. Very nice. Is that really right, or was that just like a no? That I, no, I, that was I, I made that one up. Our our little one for some reason is on this kick where he loves to watch the Ghostbusters theme song by Ray Parker Jr. on YouTube before he goes to sleep. <laughs> He's which obsessed. is so bizarre. Yeah, it, he looks every amazing. single night, and so Kids that, that, that are that's so fresh. funny. Yeah, Yeah. like my daughter is went through this huge Dean Martin obsession and she still really loves Dean Martin. But like there was there was a chapter where all she wanted to watch on TV was was Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. And then it just became Dean Martin. And it was like it could. And believe me, I'm a huge Dean Martin fan. I couldn't be more more proud of of my daughter and her love for Dean Martin. But I was like, you're two years old. Like, yeah, don't you want to watch Elsa and Anna? And she's like, no, Dean, Dean, Jerry. (laughs) Um, love it. and she still uh, like, there was a time where I had to like talk to her all the time as Dean Martin. Like I would have to read her bedtime Aww. story to her as Dean Martin. Like there's this book called, um, bedtime for chickies. And that one, she always wanted me to read as, as Dean Martin. So I'd be like, it's bedtime for chickies. It's bedtime for sheep. 
it's bedtime for pig and cow let's all go to sleep you know like um but then i would like when i would do the voice of the chickies as dean i would go uh we can't go to sleep we're thirsty pally like i would just throw in like a little pally in there to make it feel a little bit more authentically dean but kids are kids are so funny like my daughter we have this um uh, haunted mansion ornament from from hallmark that has like the three ghosts and like you press the button it goes and it goes when hinges creak and doorless chambers and like she she was obsessed with it and then one day she's terrified of it mm. like now <laughs> it, one day it finished and i was like <laughs> and she was like no daddy no oh and, no and now like if i put it on she walks out of the room and all she wants now is the clark w griswold one and the santa claus from uh rudolph going jingle jingle jingle. she loves yes. those are her two favorites now so I'm waiting for that switch because Zars is obsessed with Halloween right now. He, all he wants is Halloween videos. He talks about Halloween. He wants Halloween stories. Meanwhile, we have Christmas everywhere. We're like, don't you want to hear a story about a Christmas tree? No, Halloween. You, it's like, have oh you my shown gosh. him Nightmare Before Christmas? As he he loves that? it. He uh, loves course, it. Yeah. So I was like, well, at least this has a little bit of Christmas in it. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. it's like a nice that, transition there. That feels like a fair compromise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's another video he absolutely loves watching is this is Halloween video. <laughs> Oh, like, okay. <laughs> I I was never really super into that movie for some reason. I obviously I didn't list it on my top 10 favorites yeah. when, when we did that on our show, but I don't I don't know. I I like the movie and I like Tim Burton, but something about it never really was like, oh I feel like it's one of those movies you either are obsessed with and it's like a go-to for you, or you're sort of indifferent. Indifferent. Yeah, I think I so agree. Too. I, I know yeah. people in my family that absolutely love and obsessed with it. And I think we just watched it the other day and that's probably the first time I've seen it in definitely over a decade. <laughs> Have you watched you know. any of the classics recently? Like the Rudolphs and yeah. the Frosties? And- yeah, we put it on for him so he can kind of yeah, get so into my the daughter's, Christmas spirit. Yeah, my daughter's obsessed with Frosty. And I mentioned this on our show recently. I, I don't like Frosty. It's a creepy story. Um, yeah. You know, this like, magician chasing them around town and following this little girl who's all alone all the north pole i don't know yeah anyway i like the song frosty snowman's a nice song but yeah i like the song i like the story but the yeah. actual cartoon and the way they have it i can see what you're saying it is I a feel bit like creepy. they could have cut 15 minutes out of that yeah show. and yeah. it would have been I, I think as a kid i thought the movie ended with them dancing through town yeah and then they go i'll be back on christmas day like they go riding off on the train i think as a kid i thought that's where the movie ended yeah and then i became an adult and i was like oh no now they go off to this greenhouse this guy locks them up in the place so frosty melts and he can mm-hmm. steal his hat back anyway yeah Merry super Christmas creepy again, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently i'm a bah humbug right now <laughs> maybe it's because i only got one out of three on the game but if i was if we were playing baseball i'd be batting 333 and i might go. be an all-star so I there feel pretty go. good about that. Well, you've you got, got some time to make it up too. Absolutely. Well, there's more. There's there are at least three more games. Oh my gosh! I'm <laughs> sorry that I am talking so much. That no, it's all right. Um, all this right. is what it's all about. Let's get on to our next game. This one's called the Honorary New Yorker Quiz. all right. So this is our Honorary New Yorker Quiz to see if you still got that New Yorker in you. Because you have lived here before, so obviously you're still a New Yorker at heart, mm. and you love it here just the same. Uh, but we're going to ask you some questions about New York and see if you're still an honorary New Yorker. All right, this first one is a multiple choice question. What type of tree is the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree? Is it a Fraser fir, 
a white pine or a Norway spruce? Oh my gosh. Do you, most New Yorkers know this? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we do because we talk about the tree constantly. Much, I'm, constantly. I'm glad you gave me <laughs> options because I was like, a, a big tree? I, yeah. That was going to be my guess. Um, what was the last one again? A Norway spruce. And the first one? Fraser fir. Mm, dang it. I want to say, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Why don't I know this? Oh my gosh. It's, a, it's, a, go... it's, incredible, it's incredibly trivial. Most people don't know. That's why you don't I, know. I, well, <laughs> a Norway spruce. Does that mean... I mean, I guess Norwegians could have brought them over and it would make sense for them to be on the East Coast. Yeah. Are trees bigger in Norway than they are here in the U.S.? I mean, it just sounds very regal, the idea of a Norway spruce. But it Norwegians, sound very... Norwegians sound very big anyway. Like, it sounds like. Yeah, they, yeah. they really do. Yeah. They really do. But that feels very un-American to be like, oh, let's bring a tree from another country into yeah. our city center here. But for some reason, that just feels right to me. So I'm going to go, go with, with Norway spruce. I'm going by my gut. Norway spruce. Yeah, yes. it totally is. You guys so helped me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You were on the I right love, track there. I love how, you know, Chris is like, well, Chris number one, I guess. How do you, how do people distinguish you guys on the show? Because I don't want to say like, guy, yeah, we're guy one. Chris, girl Chris, like that just feels Chris with a like, C, Chris with a K. That's kind of how. Okay. It's well, easier see, to do if you don't see, see Chris us. Chris was like, yeah, like, don't Norwegians like just strike you as like big people? Big. And I was like, <laughs> big, gigantic. yes, they do, Chris. And that is a big tree. Um, <laughs> they tend to have long, it. big limbs. They can hold <laughs> a lot for, of lights. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of lights and maybe would get lit up recently. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your help on that one. You can't resist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go for the second question here. I think you're going to nail this one. I hope so. Which members of the Rat Pack were originally oh. from New York? Well, and we're I talking know, like the main like group, not like way far in the, be in the beginning. We're not talking about like Humphrey you know, Bogart or anything. Peter Lawford and Joey Bishop. Are we including them? Yeah, we're, we are uh, talking about okay, them. Okay, okay. Well, I know that the Dean Martin was from Steubenville, Ohio. So the Dean is not one of them. I don't know where Sammy Davis Jr. was from. I want to say that he was from somewhere in the South, though. Do you? I, I, <laughs> do I? <laughs> do I, Chris? I don't. Uh, but I guess he could have been maybe from Brooklyn um, or maybe uh, the Bronx, possibly. Um, I know Sinatra. That, but, well, Sinatra was from Jersey, though. So we're not going to consider him from new york because he's from jersey Correct. um joey bishop now that's a good one he could potentially be from brooklyn he could potentially I mean, be from brooklyn with that name right yeah I, I think it's joey i i think peter lawford though i don't think he was from new york i think he was probably from like massachusetts or something else like that so i'm do you need the names or how many total you, uh, can, you can give either one at this point uh, yeah. I'm going to go with two, Joey Bishop and Sammy Davis Jr. Yes, oh my gosh. nailed it. <laughs> oh, wow. That that was hard. Yeah, that was really great. I, I've never I felt very proud of myself that I know like what city and state Dean Martin is from. And I, know I mean, that yeah, you nailed it. Steubenville, Ohio. You just like, <laughs> just like rattled off it the off. Cuff. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, I know this. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's I know. Pretty, pretty good. You asked me which one of them was from Ohio. I could have given that to you right away. Uh, <laughs> right. That's sort of how, like, if anyone asks me, like, anything about Mike Piazza, uh, who was my favorite <laughs> baseball player growing up, I'm like, well, he was from Norristown, Pennsylvania, and he was drafted in the, you know, 62nd round and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I used to be very obsessed with Mike Piazza. Not so much anymore. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you did great. You got Frank Sinatra. He is from New Jersey, Hoboken, New Jersey. Sammy Davis Jr. is from Harlem. Oh, he's from Harlem. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Joey Bishop is from the Bronx. Okay. Uh, you already knew Dean Martin and Peter Lawford is from London. Oh, so, he's from, yeah. but he didn't have much of a British accent. Or maybe yeah. he just put it on like Christian Bale does or whatever. You know how like sometimes <laughs> they just decide they're going to be American. He did the opposite uh, of Madonna. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he adopted our accent. And then and then he married into the uh, Kennedy family. Yep. And then yeah. do, do you know the crap from there? Do you know what year Peter Lawford and Sinatra had a falling out? Extra credit. Uh that would have been what what year was uh JFK uh elected? Is that 60 64? Is that right? So would it have been it was when uh, it was after Kennedy was elected and uh, Sinatra had built this like wing off of his home in, in Palm Springs. And um, they had a huge falling out because basically like Bobby Kennedy started going after like the, the you know, the teamsters and, and the crime syndicates who were the people who really rallied together to help get Kennedy elected. And then what Jack Kennedy didn't want John hanging out with with Sinatra anymore, but Lawford was like tied up in that world. So if I had to guess, if Kennedy was in fact elected in 64, then it would have been probably around 1965. He was elected in 1960. 1961? 1962, more or less. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. None of us were there. It could have started in 61. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Lawford was out and they bought Bing Crosby in to replace him in a movie they were getting ready to film. So he became like the unofficial. Was that for? um, I can't uh, remember the name of it. Seven Hoods? could be. I don't remember that much. I can't. I can't retain that much information during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so much. So much to think about. It's yeah. I, I know so much about trees right now. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's roll right into our third question and last question of this category. And this one's a fun one. You know, it's okay. just you're you're not going to know. No one's going to know this. But it's you're just gonna get it wrong. fun to we're talk about. We're just going to let it. you know. <laughs> just going to yeah. We're just going to. It's, mu- it's multiple choice so again. It's multiple okay. choice still. Okay. How long are the New York City subway tracks in candy canes? Oh my gosh. So it's either 750,000, 3,500,000, or 1 billion. Oh my gosh. Did you do the math on this or did does somebody else already know this? No, I got a candy cane and this went crazy. And I just started at the, the south end of Manhattan. And just, <laughs> what is that guy doing? I don't know. He's been here for seven years. Yeah. He must be a Christmas <laughs> podcaster. He has yeah, a candy exactly. cane. <laughs> exactly. That's how they know. They always travel with candy canes. Um, oh my gosh. I, Are we th- talking about just within Manhattan or within all like all of New York City? And for okay. not that it makes much of a difference because it's kind of a shot in the dark, but we went off the average of a six inch candy cane. Okay, Get classic. So six inch candy yeah. cane. So that would mean, oh my gosh. Oh geez. It's so it crazy. Over 10,000 candy canes per uh, mile. Oh, my gosh. And how many miles of track from the south end of Manhattan 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 1 billion just seems like a really round number that just mm -hmm. feels way too convenient. So I'm going to go with the, what was it? 300 million or something like that. 3,500,000. 3, 3,500,000. Yeah. Nailed it. Well, there you go. You got all three honorary New Yorker questions. Oh correct. God. I'm so proud of myself right now. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like I really redeemed myself. You sure round. did. And you're still a New Yorker. See? Yes. You proved it. If I hadn't gotten all three, <laughs> you would have hung up on me immediately. Right. Well, Danny, this was really okay. Um, <laughs> you did really okay with this one. This may or may not get released. We don't know. Um, but we'll make sure to not let you know when it is or is not released. Right. <laughs> How you doing? Stay at the world-renowned Plaza Hotel, New York's most exciting hotel experience. For reservations, call toll-free 1-800-759-3000. All right, so let's get on to our next game. This is a brand new game. We've never played it before. I'm excited about this one. I can't wait to yeah. hear the sound effect. This, this one, we only have a placeholder one, so I, I will play the placeholder, but I don't have a real fancy one just yet because we haven't even really considered this one. So okay. we'll start. This one is called, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Easter. Before we started <laughs> recording, we asked Danny some general knowledge questions. The correct answer to those questions are keywords from popular Christmas songs. We'll go through the, oh. the questions and then play the song to see how well Danny did. If it sounds confusing, you'll understand after the first one. Let's give it a shot. So you, you can just sit back for this one because you already answered this like two weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. This makes this game so much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> so the first question, and we'll, uh, we'll put your full answers at the very end of this episode. Your thought process on them is pretty interesting for all of them. Okay. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> so you can sit back and relax for the next uh, segment here. I'll read the questions. So this one is, what confectionery is often broiled on top of sweet potato casserole? And for the answer, let's go to our first clip. It's a marshmallow. world in the winter <laughs> when the snow comes to cover the ground. So one for one. <laughs> that Yay! is brilliant. <laughs> this is so much fun. So here you go. This Next. is like the, the coolest version of like Mad Libs there ever was. <laughs> now I wish I would have been like more creative with my voice when I recorded uh, these. I've I've been I've been going through all these songs whenever I hear them on like our playlists or whatever, I, I can't help but sing the keywords like you've been saying them. I, I think it's like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has been <laughs> since you sent this marshmallow. Yeah. yeah, this one, the next one, especially I've been doing a lot and I can't help okay. it, but it's so good. So the second question I'm is crying over here. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, man. Over 1.7 billion of what candies are made each year around the world. And for the answer to this one, let's go to our friend. Frosted window panes, candles gleaming inside, painted candy canes on the tree. <laughs> oh my gosh, this might be the best game on a podcast ever, ever. And I've come up with a lot of games for podcasts over the years and shows that I've worked on. This is brilliant. Okay. This, is, this needs to go on TikTok or something. Oh my gosh. This All is right. Hysterical. So, rolling straight on to number three. According to some, it's bad luck to bring this plant into your home before Christmas Eve. And for this answer, let's go, Brenda Lee. You will get a sentimental feeling when you hear 
poinsettia. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Didn't quite work on that one. I'll give you one of these. Yeah. Poinsettias. But it made it a lot oh. more uh, fun. That is, oh my gosh. When you started playing the song, I was like, well, I got this one wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's good to know. Now I, I don't even think I have any Holly up in I don't know if I do right either. Now. I think we're okay. I think we're Holly free currently. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Which is good. No, no, no holiday going on over <laughs> here. Holiday decorations. Sorry. This is what I do. <laughs> Number four. How many quarters are in $23? Let's check out the our old friend Nat King Cole. And so I'm offering <laughs> the sample phrase. It's from one to 92. Woo. <laughs> it almost sounded like I was singing. Yeah. 92. <laughs> oh my God. My voice mixed in with these is a dream come true. Well, um, I'm glad we could do that for you. I had no idea. When you sent me these questions, I had, I was like, these are interesting questions to ask a person for a Christmas podcast. I have no idea how this is going to play out. This is brilliant. <laughs> So let's go on to our final question for this game. Here oh we go. Gosh. A marathon is 26.2 blank long. And for the answer to this one, let's go to our friend, Mikey Bubbles. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. That, Very good. That was so much fun. Oh, my goodness gracious. And you got four out of five correct. Oh, my so gosh. So pretty good job. That might be some of the most fun I've, I've had in a while. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Eric, if you're listening. Sorry, Eric. Uh, <laughs> Man, that's brilliant. That was such a good game. Yay. I, I thought Glad we were being you. so creative when we did trivia with uh, Jen Lilly from you know Hallmark movie fame. And it was not nearly as creative as that. So congrats. <laughs> that's just brilliant. Oh, I've, got a lot, I've got a lot of free time. I, <laughs> yeah. I just want to play that game for another hour. Right. Oh. That's, not, that's not out of the question, honestly. <laughs> You're like actually we've been uh yeah. we've been recording your voice from your show for the last five weeks and we've, we've been randomly cut it into songs. 73 different christmas songs are you ready here we go um how <laughs> oh, fun oh my gosh thank you for doing that that was really cool Yay. thank you for doing it. you did a great job yeah i mean my voice and michael buble's go together like perfect know, yeah i couldn't even jelly. tell when yours started and you know, know. when his ended i thought i was Beautiful. singing the whole time um <laughs> I was like, I don't remember providing this much audio to you guys, but man, I sound pretty good uh, when recording into my phone. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. All right. So this next game, it's called In a New York Minute. Who sings that song? That is Glenn Fry. Uh, okay. I was going to guess Belle Bib DeVoe. No. I don't know. It's, just, it's like had a feeling of like, I don't know, late 80s, no, actually, early 90s. I, it's, uh, I think maybe Glenn Fry is the honorary New Yorker quiz. And that one's Don Henley. I'm not sure. Well, I like it no matter yeah, who it is. It's a great song. I uh, It's Don Henley, according to. Is it? Google great. Search. Don Henley. It came out yeah. in 1989. It was on the album The End 
of innocence of the innocent oh that's a good song too isn't oh, it there you go yeah sure i don't know <laughs> i was never a massive eagles person um i enjoy their their music but recently my my father-in-law went to their concert uh here in la they did a show at the the forum and he came over and like all he wanted to show me was like all the videos that he shot of, of the <laughs> oh sure yeah and i was like cool he was like yeah and here's hotel california and i was like i've heard it um anyway here we go moving on into the next game i'm not gonna play the song again but it's called in a new york minute uh oh come on play it again let's just do it why not right who cares it's a good one it's a good one henley yeah hey you know what album that's from right (laughs) i I do (laughs) The end of the innocence. I'm yeah. That. Wow. I can't believe you know so much about that song. You must be a real big. Obsessed. You're a massive Eagles fan. I am the biggest. When you um, said that originally, I thought you meant massive Eagles, like just giant Eagles. <laughs> like, I like the smaller ones, but the massive would ones. Those, I do would, those not be like. gro- would those be grown up pigeons? Maybe. Um, have you ever noticed you never see baby pigeons? Oh, yeah. Doesn't it make That's you wonder, like, maybe those are baby pigeons and somewhere there's an island of like monster pigeons somewhere? I don't want to think about that. That think makes me it. really nervous. Think about <laughs> it. Yeah, think about it right now. Let it freak oh. you out, especially living in New York. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. what Governor's Island is. Just all the big pigeons. Massive. Hiding right? in those pigeons. buildings. That's why it was closed for so long. Like, Velociraptor uh, sized pigeons. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, I love it. So everyone knows that a New York minute is 45 seconds because everything here runs a little bit faster than everywhere else. So we're going to ask you to name as many. Oh, whoa, there's a timer on the screen. Hey, man, this is multimedia. Oh my gosh. I was like, all of a sudden my screen changed. I was like, is there Uh-oh. somebody joining us on the show? Like, did we go too long and somebody just joining a Zoom meeting? What, what's happening right. here? I'm going to ask you to name as many of the following things as you can in 45 seconds, and we'll see how good you do. You've made it clear in your podcast that you're a big fan of boy bands. So the next 45 seconds, what? name as many boy bands as you can and go. BB Mac, NSYNC, O Town, Backstreet Boys. Um, Oh, who else? Uh, Hanson, uh, 98 Degrees, Boyzone, um, uh, New Edition, New Kids on the Block. Oh, my gosh. Yep. There are so many more. Uh, Jonas Brothers. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, BTS. Uh, why can't I think of the British boy band right now that Harry Styles was in? I One Direction, 1D. Uh, who else do we got? Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, VI3, they're a very obscure one. Um, oh, this is this is so fun. I want to name so many more. Uh, Boyzone, um, Five, uh, LFO, uh, Element. Really nice. Oh my gosh. That was a strong round. That was really good. I loved it. (laughs) I'm such a nerd. And the thing is, like, I could name a lot of songs by those groups. LFO, Uh, I threw in there. Five, Baby When the Lights Go Out. Baby When the Lights Go Out. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Um, Who else did I? Did you say Jackson Five? I did not. I don't think you did. Well, here's the thing. What do you think of as a boy band? Is a boy band manufactured or is a boy? I guess the Jackson Five were still manufactured by Joe, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. They Mm -hmm. were. You know what's really interesting about uh, Jackson Five is for years I've called them the Jackson Five, mm-hmm. but their name was just Jackson Five. Mm-hmm. They were not the Jackson Five. To go back it's to so the Eagles, it's just Eagles as well. It's not the Eagles. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow! I, I, you think I would know that, being such a huge fan? 
um, what other boy bands? I, I sort of went like full on Will Ferrell in old school there where I was like, I'd like to take this one if you don't mind. And then all of a sudden I just started spewing boy band it. names. I mean, obviously we had the classics in there, BSB and NKOTB and Motown. Mm -hmm. And lest we not forget the uh, very boy band Christmas that's going to be airing on ABC. I don't know when this episode will come out, but December 6th, which is in four days from right now, it will air and I guarantee you'll be able to find it on YouTube after the fact. So oh. I hope you all will tune in and watch along with me for the ninth time. This yeah. comes out on the sixth. We're going to push it to the Oh sixth. my gosh. Yeah. There you go. This is the most beautiful Christmas gift I could ever give anyone is to tune into a very boy band Christmas tonight. There you go. Tonight. Tonight <laughs> only on ABC. <laughs> I don't know. I don't work for ABC. Um, but that felt like, I don't know. I felt like I was delivering a promo there. It sounded good. It was it? very great. Yeah. yeah, I blame the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this is All so right. much fun. I got to tell you guys, this is so much. I'm having the time of my life right now. Oh, thanks. I'm so happy yeah. you are. Um, well, you did wonderful in that game. I think you absolutely aced it. And we've only got one more game left before our last segment. Before we uh, take a 30 minute break and come back for seven more games. <laughs> right. <Who's ready? laughs> this last game we like to call, did you forget about it? Forget about it. So this is stuff that we mentioned earlier on in this episode. Oh so we're going to see if you remember any of these facts that we spoke about. Can I caveat with this? The fact uh, that I have a three month old at home and I don't sleep very much. I'll just okay. caveat everything with that. And if I get them all wrong, we'll just blame it on that. I think you're going to do pretty good, but okay. I, I, I absolutely take that as an excuse Wait, who was because my notes? mind is Where, always out. Was one of you taking notes or were these predetermined before the show? No, these are predetermined. Ooh, mm -hmm. sneaky. Yeah, mm -hmm. very sneaky. Okay. All right. All right, here we go. First one, which I know you're definitely going to ace. Where was Dean Martin born? Steubenville, Ohio. Hey! hey! <laughs> oh, my gosh. There you go. You didn't even have to remember that one because you already knew it in wow. your brain. I feel like if I didn't know that, that would have been really difficult. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. We probably would have talked about it a little bit more if you didn't already know about it. True. You guys are really good at helping the guests get there answers right. And I appreciate that. All right. So here's this one. You might have missed this one, but um, we'll see if you're paying attention. Okay. In what year were ferrets outlawed in New York City? Oh, my gosh. Was it 1996? Flip it. Was it nine? I, as I was saying 1996, Woo. I my brain was like, 1999, 1999. I was like, shut up, brain. Um, <laughs> Your brain is correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I get a half buzz, a half ding on that one. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. A ding, ding buzz. Yeah. All right. Here's the last one. All right. This one may be a little. I'm actually, you might, you might get it. No, I think you're going to get this one, right? We'll see. On your podcast, Christmas Countdown Show, the first list you covered was top Christmas songs. What was your number one pick? Oh, easy. Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Frank Sinatra. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> See, we're Such not here to make you song. feel bad about memory. We're here to just, you know, revisit it would have been really fun funny stuff. if you asked me what songs Eric picked. I know. Uh, <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> what is, tell us all, we want to know 10 quick facts about your best friend, Eric Peterson. <laughs> Where was he born? Great question. Uh, next. Um, <laughs> All right, let's get to our last segment of this episode. This segment is called Inside Santa's Studio. Ooh. 
So, Danny, what's your favorite cookie? My favorite cookie? I, hmm. This is going to sound so L.A. of me, uh, but I really like these protein cookies. (laughs) (laughs) These plant-based protein cookies uh, by a company called Complete Cookie. They have this snickerdoodle one that is absolutely Mm. delicious. The snickerdoodle cookie by Complete Cookie. That's my favorite. What's your least favorite cookie? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. I would say, hmm, I would say like maybe a lemon cookie. Mm. I don't really like citrus in my in my my sweets. I'm not necessarily like the biggest sweet person in general, but like when they have like lemon lemon meringue or whatever, like I'm like, no, why why did you do that? Why did why did you take something that could be really great and just put some chocolate chips in and you had to add like lemon or something? So I would say any any lemon cookie, I'm I'm anti. I feel that way. I, I totally get it. I don't think anyone's ever said that before, and I totally agree with that. Yes. Yeah, it's a good answer. Hold on. I'll give you a thing. Hold on a second. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I love it. I thought you were going to play that, uh, that that Don Henley song again. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you start decorating for the holidays? Oh, I... Well, last year... <laughs> I did it, I think, November 1st because didn't really have much else to do. This year, I, I think I was the second week of, of November. Um, I, don't, I don't really subscribe to waiting until Thanksgiving to decorate my house. So I would say usually like the second or third week of, of November, I've got everything done. Everything is up on the outside of the house. The, in, the inside takes a little bit longer. Um, but as of right now, like our whole entire interior and exterior of the house is, is decorated because look, I, I love what our house looks like when it's decorated for Christmas. So why not maximize the opportunity, you know? Yeah, enjoy it for longer than just a couple of weeks. So when do you put your decorations away? Ooh, hmm. I, I usually, it, it really depends on my work schedule. If I'm going back into production of a show, you know, around like January 4th or January 6th, and I try to have everything down before then because I know I'll get so wrapped up in work that I just won't have the time mm. to do it and i'll drive home on like january 22nd and my, my you know santa will still be on my front yard i'm like mm, danny it's time to dial it back <laughs> um so i i'd say i like to have everything down by january 3rd january 4th on average anyone who takes it down before new year's day i have a problem with them you're a monster yeah, yeah. Who, who, who does that you'll put it up three weeks early but you'll take it down like one week after come on and I'm also yeah. I'm also convinced this won't offend anyone listening to this podcast because everyone listening to this podcast keeps their decorations up till at least past New Year's Day. <laughs> at least yeah. until Easter. That's part of my next question. Are there any okay. decorations <laughs> around your house that you've forgotten to take down from last year? Hmm. No. We are really good about making sure everything gets put away. If there was one decoration that I would be willing to leave out year round it would be the framed picture of Buzz's girlfriend that my brother gave me for Christmas a few years ago. Like I'm there are times when we put away Christmas decorations. I think this is kind of funny. Why don't we just leave this out and just, you know, people who come over to our house for the first time and maybe don't know our entire family look at that and go, huh, never met that family member before. Like, I think that would be kind of fun. Um, Plus it would remind me of home alone all the time, which is never a bad thing. I talked about this in our episode with Devin Retray. My wife a few years ago got me the battle plans um, yeah. that, that Kevin draws up and it's laminated, but she Very won't let cool. me hang it up in the house. And I'm, 
really trying to figure that one out. I'm like, why yeah. did you give this to me if you don't want me? Do you just want to live in a tub in the garage for the rest of all time? So I got to get on framing that because I feel like if I framed it, it would be silly for it to be sitting in a frame. Like because yeah. it's rolled up, I could maybe understand why you could say don't put it up in the house. But a if frame, I frame can it, make anything look like artwork too. So you got to get true. a really nice frame on it. I think she would be down with it. That's why I carry a frame around my face all the time. Yeah. <laughs> look at this beautiful artwork. Yeah, look at this artwork. <laughs> Oh man, this is so much fun. <laughs> What's okay. your favorite festive word? Oh, my favorite festive word? Wow. Oh man. It might be one that I sort of came up with this year when we were trying to describe our podcast. And I would say jingle belliest. It's a, it's a hyphenated word. So when people like ask, you know, what's, what's your show like? I always say it's massively merry. It's gigantically jolly. It's the jingle belliest show this side of the North Pole. Um, that, I like that. So I'm going to go, final answer, jingle belliest. I love it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good word. Again, no Don Henley. <laughs> so what Christmas song do you love? Whoa. What Christmas Just song yeah. don't I love? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, the, that's the next question. So oh. wait for that. <laughs> oh my. I just have to give you one. Yeah. Oh man. Well, let me try to think of one that I haven't named on our show so I can think of something a little bit different. Um, Maybe one that's on. caught your ear like recently. recently? Yeah. Oh, something okay. that you're just like, oh, this has been something I've been loving to listen to. I'm going to go with Boogie Woogie Santa Claus. There it is. Mm. Okay. It's the Boogie Woogie Santa Claus. I wanted to put that on my top 10 favorite songs list, but as I just got deeper and deeper into it, I just couldn't, I couldn't in, in like good conscience put it on there. Right. Um, but I love it. I love that song. I also love, um, I feel like Cool Yule is one that just doesn't get enough love. Uh, have a Yule, that's cool. I love that song. I really love Sam Smith's version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I think mm -hmm. pure butter on that. And he hits these like falsetto runs. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, those are all great options. I gave I you those. three. Perfect. That's fine. Love it. So then what song do you hate? You know, hate's hard to, it's harsh, but what song do you really deeply do not like? Christmas songs. When you pre I... press and skip. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. This is, I don't really care for Last Christmas mm. by, is that Wham or George Michael? I think wham. it's wham. Yeah, it's wham. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. I don't, I don't really care. It's not that I necessarily hit skip. It's just the first Christmas song that comes to mind that I'm not necessarily the like biggest fan of. I'm I sure say I it's fair. A lot of people feel that way. I, I like that song, but I do hear from a lot of people that that's not their favorite. There's, I'm sure there's a, a bunch of like classics that maybe I, that I don't care for either. If you were an elf in Santa's workshop, what profession would you like to do? Oh, wow. That's fun. I feel like I would want to make wood baseball bats. Like on a lathe? Oh, on a like, lathe. Yeah. Nice. 100%. Nice. Yeah. I would want to do baseball bats because I'm a huge baseball fan. I love woodworking. I think the lathe is such a, a cool, you know, piece of machinery. Um, the only thing I've ever made on it is a bowl. Um, but to be able to make a baseball bat, I think that would just be so fun. I'm sure I would get tired of it at some point if I had to make like 
you know, 12,000 baseball bats every December. And right. I get tired of it. But that's probably how everybody feels in the North Pole. So yeah. at least I'd be making something I like. What profession would you not like to do? In the North Pole, like period? Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't have to be like making toys. It could be any any job. I would any say- Any of the jobs at the workshop that you would think would have to be there to- Does the workshop include like the reindeer stalls? Yeah. yeah. It sure All does. Anything okay. involved with Santa <laughs> and the North Pole. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not scooping up the reindeer business. <laughs> I'm not yeah. taking that job. That's that's what everyone said tends that to say. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, then let me come up with something better. Um, I always I, say that's the job that I would want. <laughs> and everyone else hates it because I would want to take care of the reindeer. <laughs> I mean, it would be cool to take care of them. Like, I wouldn't mind, you know, maybe like, I don't know, washing them. But like cleaning out their stall and stuff, I feel like I would be not so much a fan of that. Yeah, full time too. Like working in the kitchens would be really, that would mm. be exhausting. Right? That's like, a good one. Because... There's a lot of elves there. That's a and three meals a day. Like that's that's a lot of cooking, right? Yeah. Like when do you ever have a break? A lot of dishes. So many dishes. Is it? I wonder. Like, are they Santa's elves that are in the North Pole, or are they like house elves, like in Harry Potter, where they can do magic things (laughs) with their wands? Interesting. I would think they were Santa's elves, but it would be way easier if they had a little magic. I mean, maybe they built stuff that magically cleaned stuff for them. You know? Yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to imagine magical. a crossover world where Dobby the Elf, you know, God rest his soul, <laughs> is yeah. in the North Pole cooking up food in Santa's Yeah, kitchen. that's really fun. That's a world I want to live in. Well, let's get it made. Come on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. So, finally, if the North Pole exists, what would you like to hear Santa say when you arrive at the workshop? Oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> what do I want to hear? I think I'd want to hear him say something funny. Like, I, I feel like I'd want to hear him say, like, like some sort of joke, like a play on ho, 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 or, um, like, ho, 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 yeah, I'm real, or, uh, <laughs> like something like that, or, um, clearly you've been nice, or something like that. Like, you know, um, that would be kind of fun. Oh, I feel like this is I feel like this is an opportunity to come up with a really great answer and I'm just coming up with something very cliche. Um what if he said what if he said Danny, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> That's that it. might be kind of fun, That's right? It. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's Hold it. on a second. You get another thing. Hold on. That's it. Yes. That was a good one. <laughs> oh, that, that, I like that one. That one feels that one feels good in my soul. Yeah, that was uh, that was God? clearly the right answer. That was great. <laughs> oh man, that's really funny. Danny, can you do us a big favor? Yeah, totally. Can you tell everyone listening where they can find you and your podcast? Yeah, of course. So you can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Danny Jordan. I'm on TikTok and Twitter at underscore Danny Jordan. Um, you can also find me, you know, acting a fool on the Christmas countdown show, uh, two times a week with Eric, we are at Christmas countdown show on Instagram, on uh, TikTok, on Facebook, and we are at Xmas pod on Twitter. Uh, and then my pride and joy, the capables, you can find us on all social media platforms at the capables, or if you're interested in ordering a book, you can go to the capables.com. We're launching a brand new website on December 15th, which we're really excited about. Um, and, or if you're an Amazon person, especially if you're listening 
abroad, I would highly recommend ordering um, the print-on-demand version of the paperback through Amazon. It'll save you a lot of money on shipping. Um, you know, I make less money, but I don't really care. I just want to make sure these books go out into the world. Um, and they make great Christmas gifts. It's a great story. It's inclusive. It's empowering. It's educational. And, um, you know, it would mean the world to me if you, if you spread that message of inclusivity um, this holiday season. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. We love your podcast and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah this super has been fun. so much fun. This, this, this three hours just flew right by. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know how you're going to edit this down to an hour and 15 minutes, um, <laughs> but, I, but I appreciate you guys again. I really, really appreciate the way you've welcomed us into the community and, and just uh, showered us with you know, Christmas cheer. And it's been a joy getting to, to chat with you. And you know, hopefully this isn't the end. Hopefully we get to, to chat many times again in the future. Well, yeah, I've got we'll have some I've, new games. Yeah, I've got a million <laughs> game ideas, so I'm the guy to come to for that. <laughs> Perfect. We'll have to have you be our games person for season two of a uh, Christmas countdown. It's not there out of the go. question at all. <laughs> Boom. We were saying we need a fact checker person for the show because a lot of times Eric and I are just like winging it as we're sort of going, and then I go back later. I'm like, well, I was really wrong about that one. Um, so, so season two, I think I think that's what we need: a games person and a fact and a checker. fact checker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It. Uh, and that's going to be it for this episode. This podcast was recorded, at least on our end, in the Big Apple, New York City. If you like this podcast, do us a favor. Take a minute to rate it and write a review. Contact us and let us know you did, and we'll send you like 10 stickers probably. <laughs> Subscribe now and follow us on social media so we can keep the conversation going and keep you posted about new episodes. Until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Chris. And this is Christmas Time in the City. This is the last stop on this train. Everyone, please leave the train. Thank you for riding with the Christmas Time in the City podcast. Hey guys, here are my answers to the five questions that you sent me. First question, what confectionery is often broiled on top of sweet potato casserole? Oh, wow. I was not a huge sweet potato casserole person growing up. I think I enjoy it a lot more now. I believe it is marshmallows. Is that right? Second question, over 1.7 billion of what candies are made each year around the world? This is a tough one. I'm going to use deductive reasoning here to sort of narrow down my answer because there's so many candies, right, in, in the world. But this is a Christmas show. We're talking about the holidays. So it's got to be a Christmas holiday specific candy. That being said, I am going to guess candy canes. All right. Third question. I'm, oh, I know this one. A marathon is 26.2 miles long. I know this because I ran a half marathon uh, at the beginning of 2020 here in Los Angeles as part of the LA Marathon, and that was 13.1. So 13.1 times 2, 26.2. Plus, anyone who runs in a marathon likes to let you know with a sticker on the back of their car that says 26.2. And rightfully so, because that's an incredible achievement. <laughs> All right. Question number four, according to some, it's bad luck to bring this plant into your home before Christmas Eve. Oh my gosh. I hope it's not a Christmas tree. That would just be, first of all, that would be incredibly stressful, but it also would be quite disappointing that you would never have a Christmas tree in your house until Christmas Eve. So that being said, I'm going to go with another plant that I know to be synonymous with the holiday season, specifically Christmas. And I'm going to go with a poinsettia. All right. Question five. How many quarters are in $23? For some reason, I feel like this is a trick 
question because this should just be simple math, right? Four times 23, four quarters in a dollar times $23. But then another part of my brain is wondering if this is one of those trick questions like you see going around on Facebook and Instagram all the time where people say, I want to see who my smart friends are. And it's some math equation question thing. But I'm not going to think about this one too hard. I'm just going to give you a straight answer. Four times 23 equals 92. So final answer, 92 quarters in $23.